Welcome to the Crinkle Talk Podcast, Episode 10. We are here in beautiful Bellevue with uh, River Ridge Brewing. And uh, thanks, guys, for having us in here. No problem. I'm really excited. Um, already have beer on the table, so we're happy. Yeah. <laughs> Good way Sun to start is shining. <laughs> so uh, maybe if we could just go around the table and just everybody uh, say their name, a little bit about themselves, so that people can recognize the voices as we go around. So sure. we'll start with Nick. Yeah, I'm Nick Hockenberry, um, one of the co owners and uh, all around. Uh, runner for the brewery. Um, uh, I am uh, economic development director for Jackson County. A little bit of background on what I do in my day job. Um, so, and new to Bellevue, and happy to be on your podcast. I'm Greg Simpson. I'm also one of the owners. I'm also Nick's father-in-law, so if he gets out of line, let's keep him in line. Uh, I, I do a lot of the brewing here. We are pretty... Uh, collaborative in most everything we do, so I can't, you know, we don't have a head brewer, just whoever has a good idea and has the time and wants to brew jumps in. Um, on the real side of my life, I'm a, actually a, a nurse. I work in a, the intensive care unit at uh, Finley Hospital in Dubuque. I've done that for a very long time. Been brewing for, at home, uh, probably 10, 12 years. Just kind of decided to jump in and take a professional here at River Ridge. Hey, I'm Dale, and I'm Tim's brother-in-law, his special production assistant today. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so Dale doesn't have a job in the beer industry, but he uh, does like to drink beer. And yeah. <laughs> whenever we go to Madison or get together anywhere else, we go brewery hopping, and he always brings me some really nice Kolsch from One Barrel every time we see him. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. One Barrel's fantastic. Yeah, it's in my neighborhood. Oh, is it? Really? Yeah. That's great. I love the brewery. So how long have you guys been here in, in Bellevue? So the brewery's been around, uh, been open about two and a half years. September of 2016 uh, was when they first opened their doors. Um, so yeah, we've we've been a part of it, Greg and I, um, as of October of last year. Yeah, we came on actually right at right about the two year anniversary. Yeah. We came on. Uh, the brewery was originally started by um, four people. Uh, yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy and Kelly Roth, um, brother sister duo, you know, um, and, their, and spouses. their spouses, Nikki, mm. uh, Nikki Roth and Nick Hinky, and so that's that was kind of like where it came out of, kind of a dream there. Kelly worked um, in the distributor world, um, so she worked for Seven G for a number of years, and actually out in Denver as well. Um, mm in uh, distributor side of things and Jeremy was a home brewer, um, worked HR at uh, Anderson Win Window and Door or Eagle, well, Eagle I, Window I and Door. Um, and Jeremy and his wife um, knew that they were going to be moving out of the area soon so and Nick and Kelly were expecting their first child so they reached out to our office, my economic development office and said hey we need to find some partners and I'm like oh well, let's get this deal done. <laughs> <laughs> Just happen to know a guy. Right. So, yeah. so I reached out to Greg, um, talked to my wife about it, and um, I'm sure Greg had a nice long conversation with Amanda too. Yeah, five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it seemed like a good fit for us at the time, and uh, my wife was already working in the tap room um, pouring beers, so... Uh, it was a great opportunity for that us seems to jump in. pretty meant to be, just kind of. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It came, it came together really quick. It, but did, it's, it's it had what, to come together it, quickly. Yeah, it had to come together quick. <laughs> the baby was coming. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I always tell the story. We signed the paperwork for the brewery. My wife and I got on a plane like the next day and flew to the UK for two weeks. Land on like a Tuesday and Nick and Kelly have their baby on a Thursday. So everything just... Yeah. Everything happened. So it was kind of baptism by fire for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it went pretty smooth. Yeah. And uh, things are going, going great. Yeah. So I'm, I'm probably the one who brews who has the least brewing experience. I think my first experience home brewing would have been when I first started dating uh, my now wife, Allison, uh, Greg's daughter, and we would come over to Greg's place and homebrew. So you would watch me homebrew. And drink. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I would drink, I would drink the homebrew and watch the Not much has changed. Process. Yeah. <laughs> so now, so it's been nice. You know, I, I didn't have to relearn anything. I just learned the one barrel system. Um, so I'd done a couple of home brews on my own, but not much of that. So it's been uh, an interesting experience. What was the challenge for you going from five gallons to one barrel? Uh, just wasn't that big of a challenge. It was just kind of learning the system. Like, you know, every, even I've, I have friends who have had a system similar to this. But the plumbing's a little different, learning how, you know, every little place has their idiosyncrasy, just kind of based on the space itself, sure. spatially. And so just, it took me a couple brews to get that down, and once that was down, we were ready to go. So, I've, 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 you know, having brewed for a long time, it's, the science of it, all that was the same, it's just learning how to get this machine to be this hot and do this. <laughs> how do I get this beer from this, you know, right. Did you have any vessel temp- to this vessel? temperature issues? I've, I've had a couple of... Um Beers from home brewers who started business and they've gone a little bit bigger. I think maybe seven barrel system and yeah. you know those first few batches there's huge diacetyl and stuff like that from, from just the differences in brewing and, and temperature changes for the most part. Really. Didn't really know. No, we've the, we've been yeah pretty spot on. I knock on wood. I, I don't want to say because it it's going to be bad, but I haven't had a bad batch of beer yet that I made down here, so it's yeah. coming. I'm sure. So I don't yeah. want to jinx myself too much, but uh, no, you know, having brewed for so long, I'm pretty meticulous about like temperatures and keeping an eye on things and having been around not maybe not necessarily running the brew but being around people who brewed on the bigger ones it's kind of I had a feel for it and then Nick the other Nick um, was doing a lot of brewing before I before I showed up so he was you know he kind of ushered me through most of the first brews just and kind of showed right. me the idiosyncrasies of our system I would have probably had some issues if I wouldn't have that you know someone there saying hey this is what happened you know this this pump's going to do this, this temperature control, you got to do that, you know, yeah. kick this stand or, you know, elbow right. that kettle. And, <laughs> yeah, well, and, yeah. and I would say that was the nice part about coming in when we did. So they were um, just hitting their two-year mark. So, and they've shown us a lot of the, the cell phone pictures of things that have gone wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. Kelly always says that she could write a book um, about what not to do. So they had, they had done a lot of the made a lot of the mistakes and learned from that early on um, that we got all the benefit of. <laughs> yeah, we were quite lucky that way. We yeah. didn't have to go through the kind of the growing pains because they had done it and, and like, okay, don't do this because that's right. going to blow up over here. <laughs> okay. So just get to Walt's and take all the credit. Yeah, yeah. Right. Don't make it look like I know what I'm doing. Make it seem like yeah. I'm smart, which yeah. I'm not. But yeah. Yeah. So Bellevue is a pretty small town. How do you think the town's embraced having a craft brewery around? Because I, you know, it's, I know I'm, up north of Waterloo in a tiny town and all farmers and stuff. And sometimes, right. man, it's hard to get them away from their bush light or something like that. Uh, it is, I think, from what I've seen, um, I, 
think that it, the town has embraced it pretty well. I think, you know, the folks that come in are just happy that we're from Bellevue and, you know, we're making the beer here and they don't have to drive to Dubuque or wherever to get it. Um, we, we have, you know, the most frequent question we get from anybody that walks through the door is, what do you have that's like bush light? And I'm sure everybody in a small town gets that same question. But I think how we've, how we've approached it is we've made all of our beers um, extremely approachable. Our core are, you know, yeah. they, they're not, There's nothing on here. If someone comes in the door and says, what, what do you have that's like bush light? I'm not handing them a double West Coast IPA that's going to take the enamel off their teeth. You know, I can, I can steer them towards like our Honey Blonde, very drinkable, very smooth, easy drinking beer. So it's kind of like our gateway beer, and we have our wheat, it's kind of like a gateway beer, uh, and then we have a raspberry that we have on tap. So to go back and I, to back up and explain for the podcast world, we keep seven beers on tap at all times. Uh, we actually have 12 taps in the tap room. So seven um, pretty kind of um, standard styles of beer that we keep on tap. And then we have four taps that we can rotate, special releases, small batch beers, anything fun, you know, kind of more beer nerdy type things that we want to do. And then we do have a Sutliff Cider on tap as well. Correct. So the idea with the seven that are on tap, it's kind of, it's almost like a progression. We can start you at the honey wheat, we'll move you here, we'll move you here. Next thing you know, you're drinking a stout and then bang, we got you with a <laughs> double IPA or something, you know. And it's funny because even the six months or so that we've been here, I've, you see people kind of go that little you know, progression, they'll come in and they'll get a, um, you know, maybe a flight or what have you, and all of a sudden somebody who, oh, I only like Bush Light, and they're, you know, they like the, the Honey Blonde, or they like the Bale Ale, or Pale Ale beer, um, then they're, they're, all of a sudden they're trying their IPA, which our base IPA isn't like a real huge hop banger, it's just really smooth and, you know, a tasty well, IPA, was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, or those are the people who have started coming in for the special releases now. So we get to continue to kind of educate them. And mm -hmm. I think it's a fun experience. I, it is a small town, um, but it's already a tourist town. I mean, it's uh, pretty well established as that with the access to the river that we have. Um, so we, we do get a lot of, of you know, transients passing through um, on their way to, to, to Dubuque or down, down south towards Savannah to go on the river. Um, and we like to think of ourselves as a little bit of the welcome center for them uh, because we, you know, they're always, they stop in here because we're right as they get off the highway and then they ask where they're going next. And, you know, yeah, where, we can, have, yeah. where can we go get food? Yeah. Which is this up? Yeah, you know, go here, go there. Right. Different places. It, I, that's what, when I first came on, that's what really surprised me is the amount of, you know, just out of town people who happen to be coming through stop in it's it's a large percentage of our business during the you know we're it's a beautiful day outside today weather like, like this that all winter. yeah weather <laughs> like this weather like this pulls you know people jump on their motorcycle they'll want to go for a ride they'll want to do something the amount of people that come in the door and just say oh yeah you came up from the quad cities or mm -hmm. somewhere just traveling through wisconsin we get a lot of people driving down from wisconsin too mm -hmm. so yeah and the other thing about the community i think um you know nick and kelly uh, the Hankies are a well-known name. You know, it's a small town, so there are a lot of names that are known. Um, and then the Roths are another well-known well name. Um, so when they were involved, you know, the community was well aware that the locals had started a brewery. So it wasn't, you know, word travels fast. And then um, the nature of my job, I've gotten to meet a lot of people. And so 
you know, introducing them to the next family that kind of joined in, mm -hmm. it was it was nice. I think the community embraced us pretty mm -hmm. pretty nicely. I mean, we do our best to be really responsive to community needs. Like we held a, a fundraiser for the volunteer fire department here um, that was kind of wrapped around the resilience IPA um, effort yeah. too. So. When all you know, the proceeds of the resilience were going off to the the campfire out west, and then we had um, all the tips, you know, a fill the boot kind of tip thing for the volunteer volunteer firefighters here locally. Did you guys brew a resilience IPA? We did. We did. Yes. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. those of you that don't know, although the wildfires out in California, um, Sierra Nevada started a resilience IPA, and they shared the recipe with breweries nationwide. Um, all the proceeds went to uh, benefit those who had, had been impacted from the fire and uh, yeah there's quite a few breweries here in Iowa mm -hmm. that participate which yeah. is awesome to see yeah, yeah I know it was I, yeah. I think pretty much each of the one between Dubuque and us I don't think anyone did I think everybody did yeah. yeah as far as I know yeah um, I mean it, it's a good example of you know the community here embracing us but also the community of the, the breweries in this area we you know we know everyone yeah. who's involved with you know it, craft beer is such a social thing yeah. you know yeah People are going to listen to a podcast about some tiny brewery in Bellevue because it's cool. But, yeah, it's been fun to be part of that, like the bigger craft beer community. Get, kind of to bring it back to Bellevue, Nick alluded to earlier, we do a lot of outreach or a lot of fundraising. We'll have events, like we have a, um, a, 5K, run. a 5K run coming up. Do we ever decide what that's going to? Uh, yeah, one of the parks. Okay. So, we, so we usually, yeah. all the proceeds for that, you know, it's a fundraiser for a community project. And this year it's going to go to, I think it's Cole Park. Cole Park? Yeah, okay. here in town. And, you know, they upgraded all the equipment and stuff. And um, and we, we do our best to help support those community efforts too. And I think that... That for us, I mean, it's in a way it's marketing, but for us, it's giving back to the community that we that we most of us live in. Yeah. Greg spends more and more time. I spend more time here, <laughs> more and more time here. Yeah, but it's important. I think it's important for everybody because yeah. we are again, we all have full time jobs. This isn't uh, a huge, you know, we're not making a million bucks down here. So if we're gonna do it, we want to be doing it in a way that's meaningful to us and giving right. back to the yeah. community, being part of a small town, you know, that's just how things are done and it's what makes small towns special. Right. So. And a one barrel system has to be challenging to probably even pay the bills at this point. I know uh, uh, I've talked to a lot of people that seven barrels is kind of like where you want to be to to actually start making a good profit anyways. I yeah, think. yeah, and, but I mean, we kind of know what we are. We're not, we yeah. pay our bills, we, you know, we do make some money, it's yeah. not like, you know. I don't know if you know this Maserati's parked out back. So, uh, yeah. No, it, but it's, uh, we understand at this point in time, this isn't, no, nobody's going to retire off this. It's, it's more of a, something where you can give back to the community, have some fun with, create a space, create an environment that people can come in and enjoy and someplace where I would want to go. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what Kelly and Nick and, uh, Jeremy and Nikki, when they first did, I think they just saw the community and thought, okay, what would we like to have here? Right. Being involved, being fans of craft beer, being fans of um, you know the craft beer culture and environment. Mm -hmm. What's this town missing? This is it. Let's let's make it happen. And they did. Mm -hmm. And you yeah. know, it's great for us to be able to come in and help carry it on and move it forward. Yeah. So I, you know, I, when I came on, I was more focused on the business side of things with along with Nikki. 
because um, he's the vice president of a bank. It's always nice to have a banker in your team. <laughs> yeah. team. Andy. We have um, a diverse, yeah. diverse ownership group. Yes, yeah. But I, I mean, you'd be surprised, and I don't know if it's, you know, just that they found the right mix here, but we've been fairly successful. Um, I mean, it's been worth our time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which, yeah is, so. which is, you know, we, we don't really have any debt. Um, we're able to, to pay the bills and make profit even throughout the winter where we're kind of isolated down mm -hmm. here in, in some cases, especially that spate of weekends. <laughs> yeah, with the, the snow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so, I, you know, I think, I think we're, we're happy with what, how it's been right now, but there definitely is an opportunity, I think, to, to build on what we've done here and, you know, maybe looking at growth and a couple of different ways um, in the future. I mean, we're at that we're at that stage. We've yeah. got our feet under us now. We have a good a good core group of people who can carry the load. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like what is next, and we're, and we're going through that process right now. Around Christmas time, I saw you guys branched out a little bit and did a, a bottle release. Uh, yeah, yeah. Krampus, which I know Dale is a huge big fan. Yeah, big fan of Krampus. So <laughs> sure, I love the name. So how did that go for you? I mean, that's a good way to get your name out and other people. It went great. Yeah. yeah. It went really well. Uh, you know, the origin of that beer was something I had brewed. My wife had me brew it, I don't know how many years ago at home. It was a home, just a homebrew thing that I threw together, and it always went over really well. And, you know, I had given away his gifts and what have you. So when we opened, Nick actually had the idea, right? And yeah. like, hey, we should do this bottle release. I'm like, yeah, it's September. <laughs> so... <laughs> We ended up brewing that real early. That was one of the actually one of the first beers that I brewed here, and uh, first my, it was the first beer that was my recipe that I brewed here, and uh, yeah, it went great. I think I mean we sold out the first day, we very quickly. Yeah, we didn't do a huge bottle run because obviously we only have a barrel size system. Yeah. So, but it sold out the first day. I think people enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, it was. We weren't sure what to expect, but I think that was when when we came on. We had you know ideas of stuff that we wanted to do and we're kind of beer geeks yeah um, so it, it's always fun to have a bottle release and we're like well this could be our bottle release and um i i think when we were talking about it we were at your place drinking one of your like six-year-old oh yeah i dug one out of the knives. closet <laughs> and and we're like yeah this this is worth it it ages well so let's yeah. let's brew this and um yeah so we weren't sure what to expect we were very pleased um we since have had another bottle release that was um, partnered with with brazen and yeah. we want to talk about kind of how that came about yeah so i don't even familiar with brazen restaurant in dubuque mm -hmm. uh great restaurant um great chef great people who work there so kept friends with them and their fourth anniversary was coming up and i've been talking to him about oh hey we you know we should do something so we ended up brewing a uh worked with the chef and worked with the bar manager about coming up with a beer that would go for their fourth anniversary. So we came up with a Saison. That's kind of what they wanted to do. And we used like Meyer lemon and blood orange. Nice. And um, ended up bottling and waxing some and then having, we did a release there at the restaurant and that went crazy good. That was like, we sold out of there in like two hours, but they, you know, did like a really cool bar menu of oysters and pork belly sliders and different things. It was like, so it was great. Saison yeah, <laughs> pairs so well with so many different right. foods. Yeah. It totally yes. makes sense. Yeah, that yeah that's kind of where we went with it. And since then, we've actually, we've done another beer with them that's on tap right now. Um, uh, it was a, it's a Kolsch that we kind of finished with uh, your fancy hop. 
Yes, Motueka. Motueka hop. So it's a Kolsch that just ended with a real light, dry hopping of Motueka. So it's the Kolsch that we have on tap here, actually, kind of the same base beer and finish that. So they put that on... What they do, the, the chef there was on Top Chef, the TV show. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, every couple months, he brings in some other contestants who are on the show, and he does a fundraising dinner for the March of Dimes. So all the proceeds go to March of Dimes. We kind of work with them, okay, what, what do you want for beer? So now we'll brew beer with that. So hopefully that's something we're going to continue with him. I know he has a few more coming up. Um, that we, you know, we're going to do like... Kind of a uh, sea salt and coriander um, uh, goza, <laughs> if we can, if I figure that one out, out of, in time. Uh, What's a goza? Uh, kind of like a, it's a sourish beer, but it has has like a salty base to it. Just if you do it right, it has a hint of salt to it. Uh, coriander is kind of one of the other spices that's all introduced into it. So. German style, I'm trying to remember what town it was started. Leipzig is like the big town that it's known for, known from, but apparently the water there is real um, salty. So when they brewed, when they, like their style of brewing back in the old days, it just came out a little salty and people liked it. And there it is. Dogfish Head probably has the most famous one out there right now in cans available yeah. nationwide. Which one's, um, which one's theirs? Oh, no, I think you're going to ask that and I can't the remember quench? the name. Sequench, yeah. Sequence, sequence, yeah. yeah, Sequence is actually uh, like, that's, it's kind of a, it's a, Hybrid, like yeah, Berliner, hybrid, yeah. yeah. Um, then, a uh, fantastic single speed one is, has some great yeah. Ones. yeah. Single speed has one. Six Point has their Jammer, and uh, that's a great one. Yeah, yeah they're you know, just something. Talking about favorite coaches. Yeah. I like Westbrook. And yeah, Westbrook. Is, Westbrook's probably my favorite. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, thanks for not bringing me one. I only have so many hands. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this so, this is our uh, our Bale Ale. Um, and we did our own uh, oh, blueberry yeah. concentrate. I say, that does not look good there. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. It's a little fruity for just a minute, yeah. but that yeah. makes sense with blueberry in it. <laughs> yeah, I think his, yeah. his sister, my wife, would like this. Oh, yeah. 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 We do. A, we keep the raspberry on tap, too. That's a great beer. You know, we're t- it's, being from a small town, having people who come in, like we said, you never quite... We can't just be big banger beers. We can't be, you know, barrel aged stouts. That can't be the only thing we have to offer. Even we do we that. We, about that. Yeah. we do have those, you know. That's why. But we try to do some fun stuff here too. That is approachable. Yes, with being people coming in and out. Do you allow food in the tap room? We do. Definitely. Yeah. We don't. None of us are terribly excited about doing food ourselves here. <laughs> we have the license for it, but it's just with. It'd be a little bit much for. Do you have the room for it? Uh, uh no. no. <laughs> I mean, no. We no. Um, but so we do have some yeah. like cheese. We do some cheese, and we have pretzels, and yeah, they, you sure. know. So there's some snacks, but yeah, we encourage people to uh, if they want to bring food in to bring it in. I eat here quite a bit. Yeah. Um, things like that. Yeah. We so did, we're, we're, go ahead. Well, I was going to say our cheese is we actually partnered with a, a local company here called Simply Parkers. And it's like spreadable cheese. So it's um, it's a beer cheese they make with our bale ale. Nice. Just up the road here. Yeah. Um, and they was... and they market it. So, you know, once we were their first brewery that they worked on this with. And then next, since then, they've worked with Franklin Street. And they just came up to Brewfest on Ice when uh, we were up yeah. there just this last time. Yeah, I was time. just talking to Jeff that uh, 
dimensional. They're oh, going, yeah. yeah. He's they're like, we're getting your cheese. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to start getting their cheese from down there, too, yeah. which is cool. I they mean, it's a, it's a local Bellevue yeah. business, so I'm cool that we were able to help. He said, like, yeah, I was down ahead of it at your place, and then I you know, yeah. ended up working with them to get it, so that's cool. Yeah, it's a cool niche that they've found in what they do. They do a lot of sauces and cheeses and stuff, and now they're like, the brewery, this area's brewery place that makes beer cheese. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. And that kind of stuff pairs really well with a lot of beer. It's not just wine, that yeah. it, you know, it's just there's oh, yeah. so many different food pairings with, with that kind yeah. of beer. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, you know, salty crackers, you always yeah. want another beer with it. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, off, off the brewery topic a little bit, we'll just kind mm-hmm. of get to know you guys a little bit. What kind yeah. of music do you listen to when you're in the brew house? Uh, I listen to just about anything. I have a super eclectic, uh, tasty music. Anything from like, I don't know what they call it, Americana, used to be old country, to old punk rock, to, I mean, you name it, I listen yeah. to it. Now, this is, for some reason, I've been listening to a lot of ska. Old, like, old 1960s ska and oh. reggae when I've been ruined. I don't know why. It just got to <laughs> Ska lights and stuff. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'm addicted to real big fish. I just oh, yeah? Love yeah. those guys. Yeah. I was going to, like, the, I don't know, the Clash always come up. Yeah. The Kinks always come up. I don't know, there's just some go-tos. I always try to finish a brew with a little Van Morrison because that gets me, <laughs> brings me <laughs> down from the rush of a brew, you know? It's like, okay, now i got to clean. I was going to bring up Van Morrison because yeah. I was tending bar at, at Greg's uh, 50th uh, birthday party. Mardi Gras party that was here. Yeah. And that was the final night when it's just Greg and his friends in here. He's what, yelling at me to put Van Morrison on. <laughs> and, and yes, dancing in suit. Dancing, yes. <laughs> I like Van Morrison when I drink. <laughs> Sue me. <laughs> no one will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Try to match to the beer. Like if I'm brewing a big style, we'll play some Black Sabbath. I think I brewed our Irish. Uh, Stop with this oh, yeah. a lot of Thin Lizzy and That's the Chief right. Dance, yeah. Irish type. Yeah, Chief I don't know. Dance, yeah. <laughs> Just kind of threw it in there. Yeah, it's, I'm pretty eclectic as well. I think I've learned to love a little bit more of that alt country stuff through Greg, and um, I, I think we almost always have like Justin Towns or Alon, and but I I like a lot more indie rock, um, Modest Mouse. Built to Spill. And one of the cool things about where we are in Jackson County in general is not far up the road is a place called Codfish Hollow. And uh, it's like the coolest venue um, that many bands have been around. So it's a barn venue. Yep. And Built to Spill's been there twice now. Oh. I know. Yeah. So Dinosaur Jr. I saw up there. And like great bands. Like, um, like Counting Crows and stuff. Counting Crows was their first, first show that they had up there. And uh, it was, yeah, I think a Bale Ale Blue, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, County Crows is first. And so we, we actually often go, we'll can for them. Oh, cool. Can a few cases and sell our, our beer up there. Um, we're not going to catch you on mic. Yeah, Jubeck, another brewery of about a barrel size, um, uh, up in Dubuque. They have uh, Jackson County Roots. Um, Dan Caraways from Jackson County, Maquoketa area. So they they have a beer down there. We all kind of all congregate to Codfish because it's the it's, place to be. It's literally the coolest thing going on in yeah. the state of Iowa. Yep, it's still under the radar. So don't go try. Don't buy tickets. Uh, <laughs> it's not under the radar. Yeah, I know. it's getting it's getting a little Con- more high Connor, profile. Yeah, Connor Obers from Bright Eyes. Just they're 
tickets went on sale on Friday and sold out in two hours. So it's oh like, boy. yeah, nice. they've sold out shows in like sixty seconds. Yep. Just I mean, I think the Nathaniel Rateliff. Uh, yep. Gorm. Yeah. Garfest. Yeah. yeah. That went out quickly, and then uh, Edward Sharp and the Edward Sharp magazine. That was the fastest one, I think. Yeah. But, so so we like to. Music's an important part to to I think our all of our lives. I yeah, Greg's been. I have it on constantly. Yes. I, I, as soon as I wake up, I turn on music and uh-huh. what's on. So in brewing, I like I can't. I gotta have something on because I just go nuts if I don't have <laughs> music on. And it's you know, like again, pretty eclectic mix of just about anything. I, you know, I'm not a big pop guy, or if it's on the radio, I probably don't like it that much. I'll um, listen to a little radio. Stuff. Yeah. I won't take offense. I worked in, worked in radio when I was in college. <laughs> and a little bit after. Well, college radio. radio yeah. That's yeah, well, yeah. Well, I did. Yeah. I did. Uh, well, back when it was K Live one hundred five. Oh, really? I did that for okay. a year or two while while I was in college. But yeah, yeah my college uh, show was a lot more fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I bet. So, uh, what kind of stuff are you binge watching when you get home? Do you turn on Netflix or? Yeah, I see yes, soccer on the TV earlier. We, yeah, yeah, Premier League. Um, I, so I just. Allison and I were just binge watching. We finished it now. The second season of OA. If you haven't watched OA, it's on Netflix. You should. I have not watched it yet. Um, What's it about? So it's kind of a bizarre story, a little surreal. Um, it's a mystery of, you know, so the first season, this girl shows up. Her name's Prairie. She was blind. She had been missing for years, and she came back. She's no longer blind, and she has this crazy story of what happened to her and how she was abducted for seven years underground and sort of experimented on and then it gets far deeper and more mysterious from there um so yes watch OA okay, okay. hopefully yeah. they'll start sponsoring us yeah uh, yeah well right now I, I, if you're not watching Game of Thrones I don't know what the hell you're doing today. right yeah <laughs> that's my favorite book series of all time yeah, actually, yeah. debut connection yeah. as well yeah uh, Game of Thrones, what else? Like a new show, uh, What We Do in the Shadows based on the movie. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. It I love it. Funny. Um, otherwise, like Netflix and whatever, I, for some reason I'm a huge Anglophile, so I'm anything like British I'm watching. I don't care if it's The Crown or Luther. Luther's Yeah, Luther's a great show. Yeah. Um, I just got done watching The Umbrella Academy. Yeah, oh, Umbrella Academy. Great, great yeah. show. Yeah. It's kind of like getting nice out, so I'm like, oh, I can't, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. I can't watch all my shows anymore. I can't just go home and veg out. i got to actually go outside. Yeah. Hey, uh, Tim, how am I doing as a production assistant? Okay. Oh, you're lacking a little bit. Doing great. <laughs> you can be better. What do you guys watch? Well, which is always interesting. I always try to find new things because we yeah, run um, through stuff. Uh, the Santa Clarita Diet, we just mm, okay. finished season three. Like That's one that, I don't know why, it's so funny and goofy, and the whole family loves it. And Yeah. Yeah, we just we I think we watched that in maybe three days when it came she's out. She's like season. a cannibal or something. Yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. Well, she, she's Wonderful. a zombie. It's oh, just it's just her, right? Oh no, though the, she's the main character. This yeah. zombie, yeah. but there's more more yeah, of them in the okay, show. Okay, but the, like the family is. But she actually doesn't like being called zombie. That's okay. kind of derogatory. So, <laughs> right. but yeah, no, that's just wonderfully <laughs> silly. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To the old fan. Is he in Yeah, yeah, I love him. He's like. Was it Justified? Justified yeah. was one of my favorite shows. I love that show. Yeah, that was awesome. Bob's yeah. Burgers has to be one of my favorite shows on TV. Oh, that's that, just yeah. hilarious. Yeah. yeah, that's, I don't watch it live, but we kind of like, we'll binge, you know, five yep. or six episodes. Yep. And then 
with the kids phone. Yeah, that's one of the few that all four of us will watch together. Mm. Yeah. yeah, my son's 13, and I, I almost feel proud when he's laughing at the little subtle jokes <laughs> yeah, that the, I get. Yeah, exactly. He's got it too. He's like, oh, I've done something right. He appreciates this. <laughs> If you like if you like sci-fi, there's like this new um, like short format sci-fi animation series called Love, Death, and Robots. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is really wow. good. Yeah, that was yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I just kind of so, turned I just so kind of turned it on too. one day. And yeah. Next thing you know, I like watched the whole thing. <laughs> like, oh, this is cool. Or right. MA, you know, but it's yeah. just like very cool. I just love that everything was done. Everything was a different style. Yeah, every, yeah. you know, and they're short. 10, 15 minutes. Well, 10, 15 minutes yeah. or less, yeah. yeah. But I've always liked short stories, like reading short stories, so like to be able to tell a story very succinctly like that mm-hmm. always appeals to me. Give me my ADD, I don't know. <laughs> so you had mentioned um, barrel-age stuff, so yes. um, how much room do you have for barrels back there and how much can you do at this we point? Have, we, we actually have, have, we have a whole basement as yeah. well. Oh, nice. So yeah. basement's most of our storage, so our... Coolers are down there. Um, yeah, our two walk-ins in the window. Yeah, all of our grain storage, all of our just general mm-hmm. brewery stuff. So your lines, your kegs and everything are downstairs yep. and run up through the lines. Right below yep. us right. here, yep. Yeah. Nice. So we could... Pardon me. <laughs> They're not good for a podcast. Uh, we've got like three barrels down there now, three or four. We could do, you know, we could do much more than that. We would have the space for it, but, uh, you know... That's kind of a thing that we're Time and money. working yeah, into, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I think as we as we go along, we'll we'll do more. Yeah. It's just kind of we had to work our way through the winter, and which would have been the ideal time to brew them and stick them down there, but we just kind of got away from us this winter. And most barrels sit six to eighteen months, and yeah. yeah, you know, business wise, that that does kind of eat up a little bit of time and, and money from you. That, yeah, that we, a lot of people don't. We've been around for two and a half that, years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we put a couple. We've had a couple on that were sat for a year that they brewed before we got here. Uh, we did um, Duck Creek was a big stout that they had brewed, and it was phenomenal. Chocolate uh, coffee stout. Yeah, right. big chocolate coffee stout that sat in a Blom Brother uh, distillery barrel. That was that was a great beer. Yeah. Yeah. So, so all of our early um, barrel aged series came from barrels that we got from from Blom Brothers out in Galena, um, and we did it as a creek creek barrel aged series. So small creeks from around the town or from around the county. So it was I wrote them down here so I knew what they were. Yeah, it's, it's Spruce Creek. He's got his whole notebook. Out I know. Here, yeah. just so everybody knows. Don't worry, we've gone through all of this. Yeah. <laughs> Spruce Creek was a coffee stout. Mill Creek was a vanilla bean porter, which we never got, um, which is too bad because it sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Duck Creek was the latest one, which was a chocolate coffee stout. And so we've got another another stout in the barrel right now. Mm-hmm. Is it Or two stouts in two a barrel. Yeah. yeah, two slightly different stouts that are down in barrels right now. One that will probably come on tap pretty soon here because we're just hitting 12 months on that Yeah. One. Yep. And then Greg um, recently a, brought a 55-gallon. Yeah, so just, uh, somebody I, I came into, I came to acquire a 55-gallon barrel that just was emptied of, of whiskey. So we've got a big uh, Imperial that I brewed that we're going to try to throw in there and see what happens. Nice. Let it age for a while and see what goes on. Mm-hmm. So it's fun. I mean, that's like kind of the fun part of it. That's 
And I, yeah. I'm like, well, what can we do? So how often do you check those, and how do you check those throughout the, the aging period? Yeah, so we try, the, what, we've, what we've learned is that we try and do it, we're shooting for at least six months every time. Um, and obviously the quality of the barrels is really dependent on how well they're going to age. So um, we were lucky with the, the Blonde Brothers barrels. I think that's why most people use bourbon barrels because they haven't gotten a lot of use and when you get them here in the brewery. So um, we haven't had any issues with it. So we check typically at three-month intervals and just pull a little, taste it, see if, it want, see if we want more time or see if it needs more time. Um, and I think the, actually the 12-month 12, 12 one went a while without it. We kind of forgot about it, which happens. <laughs> and, and so when we saw how long it had been, we were like, wow, we should probably just get this on tap. And it turned out to be, our, I think, all of our favorite. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that coffee chocolate stout was all of our favorite. It was great, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a little, you, you try and put a plan in place where you continually check it so that you're getting it at the optimal time. But honestly, it's, it's, that's, that's an easy one to forget about in the basement because they're up in the corner. Yeah. And all the breweries are, are a little different in what they want when they're looking for finished products. Right. Some of them are really probably wood and boozy heavy, and some of them want it a lot more subtle. Where, mm -hmm. where do you guys kind of lie yeah. in that, that range? Um, like, it depends on the base beer. Like, yeah. for, for this Imperial, I want it as syrupy and, and woody as we can get, yeah. and boozy. But um, for, for, like, the porter, you don't want to kill kill the you know nice balanced nature of the porter with yeah. with a lot of a lot of bourbon but like like the duck creek i there i don't know they they, they there was a lot of bourbon in that they threw a ton of cocoa nibs in there so we were just trying to see how far we could push that beer yeah i think everyone's its own little beast you yeah. know yeah. what do you want who knows what's it giving me you know <laughs> when you check it at yeah six months or a year or whatever okay is this What's, what's happened with it? Okay, yeah. well, it's nice to drink a, a little bit of the whiskey that you're. I mean, that was aged in there prior, so you kind of get a sure. feel for the the little hints that you might be going for, or yeah. you're getting like a little cherry out of it, or something yeah. like that. I like personally, I'm not a huge wood fan. Like, I like the wood to be kind of pushed to the back a little bit. But some people enjoy that, so it's yeah, whatever they, whatever again, whatever the barrel's giving us. And I think it's. Really, kind of dependent upon your barrel too. Oh yeah, definitely. You know? Like the one that the one that the, the one I just got held whiskey in for like fourteen years, so it's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah. And it's got like black I saw syrupy that. stuff coming out the side. <laughs> yeah. and like, oh, this is gonna be great. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna come in there. So, so can you say where you got that one? Uh, what was in there? I actually don't know where I got this. Don't? I don't. I mean, I got it. I got it from a friend whose friend had. Whose friend bought the barrel and emptied it? I don't know. Don't know what was I that? honestly don't know. I know it was a light whiskey. Okay. Um, from one of the, I believe it was from one of the Indiana distilleries. You know, one of the bigger ones. Mm -hmm. I can't. I don't know how it was finished. That's all. I know. So it'll be. We'll figure out what comes out. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to hide anything. I'm not. Not trying to low key it. I just. I don't really know. Or tease. Yeah. yeah. Well, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Guess we'll just have to come. Hopefully, try it. we'll find. I got it again. from my pappy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. No.
I do. And this may be controversial, but I think I find Pappy a little bit overrated in general. Oh, I've, I've I had, highly overrated. I've had uh, 12, 15, and 20 here. Yeah. Um, 20 was nice and smooth. That was probably about the only difference I could say over some of the other. Like, they all had good flavor, but, man, I thought the, the 12 and 15 actually had quite a bit of bite. I think the 15, yeah. The 12 and 15 I've tried has, it, yeah, it bites you. I think, I, I think I'd prefer, like, a nice just Woodford Reserve over that. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, I can I can go in and spend you know fifty to seventy five dollars and buy a bottle of whiskey that is quite quite uh, comparable, if not better than that, yeah. you know. And it, so I, yeah. Jr. will take offense. To I know, I know, have his <laughs> argument. People, that's all right. I, you know, quite frankly, some of the beers are getting that way too. You Absolutely, know? yeah. You know, chase, everybody's chasing these whales and trying to get the. the Exclusive beer. I, I can tell you, I mean, the Duck Creek and I didn't brew it. Had really had nothing to do with it other than putting it on tap. It was probably as good a beer as you can, yeah. You know, pay a couple hundred bucks for from breweries. Yeah. Or or second. You can go towns. to you can go to any, not any, but you can go to most towns and there's going to be a brewery who's putting yeah. up great beer. There's no need to be standing in line. Or there really isn't. I mean, get, you, get in a lottery ticket to to yeah. buy a beer or whatever. You know. And we have so many of, of both in Iowa right now. There are some that yeah have those those lottery tickets and the sellouts and the people who are camping for 24 hours yep, in the yeah, middle of yep. winter to get beer, which is great. But um, you can go to I don't know, like since I live close to water, you can go to Single Speed and you can grab their you know Munichellis for nine dollars a yeah, six pack, and exactly. it's fantastic. You know, it's like yeah. Uh, or the, yeah, there's so many good breweries anymore. It's hard to it's hard to justify like wasting time or a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Well. On, I'm I'm the one wearing the Dark Lord Day shirt. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah. That's, that oh, that's so, an event. Yes, and it, you know? I think that's that's what makes those fun sometimes when they are the event when you're waiting in line, but it's really an impromptu bottle share because that was like 2014 for me when I went to Dark Dark Lord Day and I had my my. Uh, palette blown on the bottle share beforehand at <laughs> like seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. One of the first times I had uh, a sour, um, which was oat tart with cherries from a brewery, and I was like, "Oh my God, I want more of this!" <laughs> yeah. So those that part of it's fun, but yes. The so what are your thoughts on dark lord? I've never had dark lord, but I've heard so many different things about. You know, you have those diehards that will die literally on the hill saying it's the best beer ever made, and I have heard so many people saying it's actually not a good beer at it's, all. It's just the event itself that's amazing. The event <laughs> itself is amazing. The beer itself is is great, um, depending on the year, I think. And I haven't had a lot of the variants, so I can't speak to that. I know they sold for a lot on the secondary market too. So, um, but I still have a 2014 that I'm I'm sitting on, um, and I think they get that. Those, those are beers that you age. I you know we had a friend who opened one you know second we got our allotment, and it, I mean you can't really drink. It's like syrup. I mean, you're yeah. literally drinking syrup. So, yeah, no, if, if you tasted it right out of the bottle, probably not going to be your favorite beer. Uh, it's not really drinkable at that point, but it mellows with age. I'll open my uh, 2014 and we'll see uh, We'll see where it is now. Then I'll tell you how I feel about <laughs> <All> it. <right. laughs> yeah, I, I get what you're saying about the events, though. I know, um, you know, I'm, I'm halfway between Decorah and Waterloo, so... I can run up to, to Pulpit and, and yeah. Top and Goliath, and, and I've gone up there on, on like maybe Assassin 
release day, yeah. and I just go sit at uh, pulpits for four hours and mm -hmm. just watch the craziness and, and just drink their wonderful beer and right. and it's just fun because just uh, people from literally all over the world are coming in for the assassin release but then they'll also come over and check out pulpit yeah mm -hmm. you just get to meet all kinds of crazy people and there's bottle shares and mm -hmm. experience you really can't get anywhere else other than that it's just fun yeah i think it, seeing what hap what's happened to decora with the advent of toppling goliath and Pulp of Rock, which is putting out incredible beer as well, um, as long as the cans aren't popping on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it, it's it's a great kind of testimonial for what breweries can do for fairly small towns. I mean, Decor is pretty isolated up there. Yeah, they so still you, have a J.C. Penney's downtown. Do they have a Blockbuster? Is what I would oh, yeah. <laughs> Not yeah, but if it sold beer, they would. Yeah. <laughs> They do have a Pepsi vending machine that has the Star Wars Episode One pictures on it. <laughs> That's got to be worth. Yeah. That's what I meant by isolated. Yeah. yeah, my friend Tyler posts that picture every time he goes up there. Um, so, you, you guys ever tried any of the pastry stouts or any of that kind of stuff? Oh yeah. Interest you whatsoever? Yeah, I love them. Like mm -hmm. the yeah, Pulver Rock. They're just putting out magic. Up Anything there. that you would want to brew here that way, or is that not necessarily? Um, you know, we did we did one milkshake stout. Yeah, um, we'll do little sort of pineapple. I think people are doing that, you know. So I, I, I personally myself, I like beer. I like to make beer that tastes like beer. <laughs> yeah. You know, I love those beers. If I can get my hands on them, I'm going to drink them. They're they're fantastic. But like, what interests me about making beer is making beer that tastes like beer. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're where we're at with them. Well, we might fool around and do some. I know good buddies with the guys up at Dimensional. So we're eventually here when both of us have the time, we're going to do a collab and it's going to be probably a pastry stout type thing. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, I, I love drinking them. I could see, you know, we might fool around and do one yeah. here or there um, if, we can, if we can make it happen. But it's not really my priority, I guess. Nope. I'd rather buy theirs and drink it. <laughs> That's fair. You know, there's a lot of people that are doing good stuff out there, so you don't always have to just jump on the band. Yeah. You, know, you can do, do your own. I think, you know, that's one reason why I started home brewing is because you couldn't get right. good beer yeah. back in the day. You know, if you wanted something yeah. outside the narrow, you know, corporate path, you had to make it yourself. Yeah. So now it's like, it's just, it's like Candyland. It's, you know, for old guys like me who got into it years ago, it's like, oh, I can walk into any grocery store or convenience store even. And there's like beers that I would have killed people for, yeah. you know, 10 years ago. And like, oh, there, there it is, you know. So I just did that this morning. I went to Hy-Vee on, on Dodge Street in Dubuque, uh -huh. and, yeah. and I bought all shelfies mm -hmm. and seven of the eight beers I've never had before. Mm -hmm. And I mean, just, you know, Mina Kellis, I bought some Dogfish Head Goza and yeah. some great stuff that is on our shelf available. I know. Every yeah. single yeah. store in Iowa. And that was my thought. I, was like, I remember when Fat Tire was brand new to Iowa and like everybody was blowing their mind. Oh, yeah. Beer. <laughs> what you, you told me a story going up to, uh, was it the Whiskey in Dubuque? Because they had Sierra Nevada on tap. Yeah, like any place that had, you know, whoa, Sierra Nevada, they're <laughs> pale ale. We gotta go, you know, and it'd be great. And you go, and it's still a great beer. But, you know. How many times do we pass it up and not even look at it? Exactly. I know, yeah. You know, I've been trying to do lately is going back and like trying some of the beers that I <laughs> fell in love, that made me fall in love with craft beer, you know, because you kind of get past it. Like, I, I will still say Two-Hearted by... Bells oh, is one yeah, that has got to be my favorite beer. beer, and that was like that was the one that really 
when I had that, I was like, this is amazing. Mine was um, Sam Adams. That was the one I was like, oh, wow, yeah. this is yeah. Really, yeah, it was really smooth and tasty. And, yeah. 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 Tasty beers. I'd been making beer for a while, but then I tried that. I was like, these guys, they've, <laughs> they've figured this thing out. I don't need to do this anymore. Yeah. yeah. So, but, so to go back to like, to even to go back to have a Sierra Nevada or a Fat Tire or something like that, still amazing, tasty beers, you know, but we, I think we just kind of, oh, it's not the new thing. I got to go try the, you know, the fruited yum yums or whatever somebody's making. Yeah. Right. But then you go back and try the other stuff. It's like, yeah, okay, this is, this is why I got into beer. This is the well, I see like, you know, on your, you have a pretty range of, of beer on there from stout to blonde. Uh, you got an amber on there and. You know, my buddy Dave will always give me crap because I like amber ale still. You mm-hmm. know, it's yeah. like that's kind of forbidden the beer geek world anymore to like an amber, but they're just good solid. Yeah, they're crazy. That, uh, our number, our number two seller. Yeah, the amber. Honestly, I wasn't a huge amber fan, but ours is really good, and I'm not. I wish I could say it was my recipe. It's not, but it's. <laughs> I brew it, but it's still really good. It's yeah. like got me back into ambers. You know, like you fall away from whatever. Or if you haven't listened to a song for a while and you go back and listen to it, like, oh, yeah, right, that's yeah. why. It is a great song. I, that's why I think one, a great of, beer. one of the next things, you know, that trends, if you're trying to follow trends in the beer world, I, I can see lagers, like quality lagers, being the next thing. Like mm. people seeing what they can do with the lager okay. variety of beer. And we don't, we don't do a lot of lagering here, obviously. Cause we yeah, just I don't really have the... Facility, well, yeah, right. So um, that would be something that I think would be fun um, to see what you can do with that. Because yeah. again, it's quality ingredients. If if you're making a good a good lager, it's it's going to be even more approachable to people who come in here and then see yeah. what you can do with that variety. And you can't hide. Yeah, I mean, you're, no, you can't hide it. You know, you're a brewer, you're not. I always I always tell people if you, you know, oh, what should I get if I go to a brewery? Like, if you want to go to a brewery and you want to know if they know what they're doing. Yeah. If they're a good brewery, get the lightest beer they have. Yeah. You know, if they've got a lager, get it. If they've got a pilsner, get it. If they got a coal, something like that, get it. Because you can't, you're not hiding behind hops. You're not hiding behind adjuncts that you're throwing in. Mm-hmm. Like, can you brew beer? Which is kind of what appeals to me about brewing, like, old school style beers is because that's, I can brew, you know. I know I can make that beer yeah. and have it turn out well. Right. Not that people who are putting that stuff in can't, right? Because that's a whole other. But you could have a little bit of. Yeah. You could have a little bit of diacetyl, but if you have a chocolate cake in there, you might not notice it. Yeah. 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 Or I can just throw more hops at something. Right. How's that going? Oh, dry hop it. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so it's it's fun. It's fun. Like we just we just put a colch on tap, and the one we made kind of for braising too. I like kind of. That's a challenge. Like, okay, can I do that? Can I take this small little system that we have and limited space and whatever it is and can I still turn out like a quality beer that's a real beer and it's it's always fun like oh you're making a culture yeah it's exciting for me <laughs> and it's an approachable beer somebody walks in what do you have that's like Bud Light well this has yeah. some flavor <laughs> try this you know next thing you know yeah my wife and I both like uh, one barrel Kolsch that's yeah. one thing we both drink so it's, yeah. yeah it is approachable yeah well exactly. it's it's river beer season now so we've yeah. got to have stuff people coming off the river and coming in for a, a yeah. beer and just being out in the nice yeah, nice, more beers yeah, yeah, nice and refreshing yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's what i think we're calling our kolsch uh, das beer so as <laughs> as as basic as a kolsch might seem das it's beer. still quality yeah so, do you have anything coming up that you're super excited to put out that, um yeah well everything we do we're super excited to put out we actually because you know part of the 
the the Pink Boot Society beer um, kind of thing that locally uh, Kelly, who's one of the co-owners here and founders of of the brewery, has worked with an all all girls brew here, um, where they made a, a sati style beer and, and did a, a chai addition to it to kind of based off of that dogfish head. Yeah. Blatantly um, ripping off dogfish. Yes, yeah. Release that they, they're shot teeth that my wife loved. Yeah. So yeah, so um, that's that's something that will be coming on next weekend. Yeah, we're having Mid-week a we're having year. a wit where again it's part of the brewing and giving back. I think most of the fun stuff we brew we try to base it on an event or a fundraiser yeah. or something like that. So uh, it's called the Red Basket Society. Uh, Jackson County has a group, but they're all over. But what it does, they raise uh, money or they collect feminine hygiene products for underprivileged girls. So they don't right. have, you know, a lot of the young girls are, who don't have the products don't go to school during yeah. that time or yeah. what have you. So um, that's our way of, that's our way of we, we let the ladies brood. We're going to have a ladies event. So female-owned businesses in Bellevue are going to be here. Uh, and we have a little space next door, I think. Are they going to be over there, too? Or yeah, just, I think yeah. so. Yep. Yeah. So then it's going to be a fundraiser. So all, we'll, we'll you know, ask people to bring in uh, hygiene products at that time. And any money, all the proceeds that we raise will go towards that cause as well. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a fun deal. My wife loved that beer, so she got to choose the beer. The other gals brewed the beer. and uh, so. Yeah. No, nice. and I, I tasted it the other day. Yeah, Nick tasted it. So it yeah. was good. So. <laughs> Everything turned out well. So that's our next thing. And then we got the River Ridge Challenge, which is uh, our 5K event that we talked about earlier to raise money for Cole Park. We brewed a, I have a cream ale that we'll release for that. We didn't want to brew anything super heavy yeah. for the runners at the end, because we give yeah. beer at the end of the race. You don't want well, to, or at the midway. Oh, at halfway, there's a big hill yeah, they run a, up. There's so. a beer that they get. You don't want to, here's a imperial <laughs> stout, go finish your race. <laughs> Roll down the hill. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that'll be a fun one, you, you yeah. know. And I think we're we're kind of excited about this imperial stout that we've got um, still in the fermenter right now. We we're yeah. just talking about when we're sending that down to the barrel. So um, that who knows how long we'll leave that on there. Yeah, that'll be a while before that yeah. sees the light of day. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. That's one fun thing about being small as we are is we can be pretty responsive because I'm yeah. not making. 300 gallons or, yeah. you know, 500 gallons of beer that we have to push and get out of the way. Right. So if we come up with something, you know, we can get it turned around in a pretty short amount of time if we get an idea that we want to do. Or, and, right. you know, as long as I have the access to the ingredients, yeah. I can, you know, we can have it made yeah. within a couple of weeks. So along those lines, I'm kind of always fascinated by the business part of it too. Have mm-hmm. you just had any stinkers that you've done that you're just like, mm, I can't put that out or I got to dump that or not since I've been here. Yeah. No. Uh, well, we, we did have one. I think I guess we, had, have, yeah. we had a bad yeast issue. I think yeah. we've, we've dumped one That's barrel right. oh, yeah. once um, since we've been here. I know that they, they struggled with it early on, you know, because when you're this size and you're harvesting yeast and dealing with that whole thing as a part-time project, um, it can be it can you, a lot of room for failure there. Sure, I think anybody who's even homebrew has probably yes. had a batch either explode or dumped uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. it's just been terrible. And you know, I've seen stories of even like Dogfish Head; they they lost an entire yeah. batch of one twenty a few years ago. Yeah, thousands and thousands of dollars. Right. Like, that's one, of, yeah. that's one of the nice things yeah. about being the size we are. If we do have a failure, <laughs> yeah. not a lot of waste. Yeah. Yeah, we aren't going to lose sleep over that one. But yeah, uh, yeah so we, have, we haven't had anything crazy like, uh, like that happen recently. Like one of the things that I would like to do going forward here, there are a lot of 
uh, wineries in this area, this part of mm -hmm. Iowa, and we would love to be able to get our hands on a wine barrel um, so that we could do uh, something that, you know, whether we're going to brew a, a sour, which we've done here before, um, and age it in wine barrels, yeah. or, or use some of, like, the people are using a lot of, like, the grape must and, and yeah. that kind of stuff in just a standard ale fermentation process. That would be fun. Um, yeah. Jackson County has the longest uh, estate, longest running estate winery in Iowa here. So, that yeah, Tabor, Tabor, Tabor. Yeah. 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 Well, I think what's kind of cool too is being in a small community. We're surrounded by a lot of agriculture, so we have yeah. access to a, yeah. all kinds of great yeah. things we can work with. And I think that's what's like I'm excited about now that we're kind of getting to that time of year where things yeah. are starting to grow. It's like, okay, what can we get? What can we get our hands on? And right. What can I do with it? Talk about the local hops a little bit. Yeah, so we 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 do brew a, a, a beer that we utilize local hops, local brewers' goal. Yeah, um, fresh, fresh hops. Yeah, so total eclipse of the hop is the name of it. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and uh, so we have two two hop growers that we've worked with here in Jackson County, um, and, and you know I was just talking to them because they're you know they're prepping their fields and stuff at this point and. Um, they're like, you know, are there any new varieties that we should be trying? And, you know, it's really kind of an interesting um, thing. Jackson County is really agricultural, but hop cultivation is, doesn't have a long history here. So you don't know what grows super well in, in this, this area. Mm -hmm. So it's fun to see them kind of turn out stuff. And it's a little bit of a risk for us because we don't know, you know, it's fresh hops. We're not getting them tested or pelletized yeah, or anything sure. like that. So we do our our best to, you know, so our total eclipse changes season to little, season. Yeah, yeah. it can be different. Yeah, yeah. But this last... The base is always the same. It's yeah. what, the, are the hops going to give us what the same? Yeah. The same last batch... Acids or what have you. The last batch was really good, and so hopefully... <laughs> Not that the other batches weren't really good. Yes, no, it, it was, was just, particular. it was just outstanding, so... Yeah. Yeah, so I think we're excited about if that. I go back in my homebrew catalog, I think most of my fresh hop beers were Nugget because that's always the one that yep. grew like crazy for me yeah. in my yard, whether I was in Davenport or up in yeah. Fredericksburg, you know. Yeah. Uh, I've always tried Cascades and they just don't do anything. Right. But my brother-in-law down by Tumwa, his Cascades are insane, you know. <laughs> I've got some growing in the backyard of my house too yeah. and it's Nugget and then it's, uh, I do have some Cascades and then I forget what else I have back there. I Kind of like, so prior to like coming back on board and brewing, I had kind of slowed my brewing down a really, I mean, there was a pace where when I was home brewing once a week or twice a week, and it was like, I think the year before I came on as brewer, I maybe brewed right, two or yeah. three times, just because I, I, I could go to the store and buy it, why do I want to, <laughs> why do I want to do that? Uh, so I, my hops kind of inter pollinated and crossed and got <laughs> all together so I don't really know what they are anymore but I, I should throw them in a beer and see what happens with yeah them. that's right yeah. yeah yeah we just moved and we just got a whole bunch of hops last year from uh, my other brother-in-law and from his friend and we actually have no idea yeah, but I, yeah. I've got my nugget that I brought from my old house and I have four hops that I no clue what they no are, clue so right. yeah. yeah we'll see what happens with those but yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fun well they'll be great we just like them because they look, they're great cover you know they just grow so well we yeah. have a fence line and they kind of go yeah. up there and give us some privacy Pretty. from the neighbor and i'll go out and pick them smell them yeah. and that's about <laughs> a, i did i did brew some with them when i was yeah. home brewing a lot 
you remember us trying to dry those all over your house? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had, like, a giant screen of a garage. Did you really? Covered in <laughs> giant screens that I dried them out on. I'm lazy. I either use them right away or I just put them in a baggie and freeze them. <laughs> yeah, I tried. My, I live in an old home, like one of the old Victorians up in Dubuque. So my, when I put my storms in, I, I have the giant sure. screens that I take out. So I, boom, boom, I just you laid those all over my garage and let them air dry. <laughs> Yeah, it was it, it was all right. <laughs> Again, mostly used them fresh. We'd either like you know, kind of hop rocket something, you know, infuse a beer through them or do something sure. like that, or throw them in a beer. You don't realize how much. Like the first time I did it, I think I got like half the amount of beer I was expecting because oh, they yeah. soaked up so much. Yeah, I was like, wow, crazy. they really uh, soak them up. I know you're getting close to opening time here, yeah, so yeah. I we'll probably can wrap things up so you guys can get cool. back to work. But uh, right. you know what. What kind of things do you want people to know about if they're in the area, you know, whether it be Dubuque or Quad Cities, and to make this extra little jaunt over you know, than the nice drive by the river? You know? uh, well, it's a great drive by the river. I, you know, I think it's a great stopping point if you're on in between Dubuque, uh, right. Quad Cities, Clinton, anywhere like that, head north or south. We are stop in, have a few beers. Yeah. Our, again, we try to be as friendly as we can. Our patrons are always nice and friendly. Yeah. It's, I think we're a pretty welcoming spot. So, yeah. Uh, you're going to come down here and you're probably going to meet a few people if you're sitting at the bar and locals are in here. So, um, yeah, we encourage everyone to come down. Come down while it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> that might be the ideal time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, get on the river, go fishing, get some barbecue at Flat Fifth and stop here. So oh, Nice. Yeah. Makes a nice day. It does. For yeah. us. <laughs> so we've got a beautiful, sunshiny day here in Iowa, and the, the river's just gorgeous. The drive from Dubuque was, was awesome, and uh, meeting you guys was wonderful. The beer's great. So uh, thanks for having me. And uh, Thanks really, a lot for coming yeah, down. We yeah, appreciate really it. appreciate yeah, it, guys. Thanks. Yeah. All right, until next time, uh, the Crickle Talk podcast, and I also want to give a big shout-out to the Iowa Tap Room. Thank you for um, sponsoring me and keeping this program free for everybody. So hope to see Eric and those guys soon. Uh, until next time, uh, thanks again from Crinkle Duck. Thank you.